Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text ends for this fifth Sunday in Lent. It's from the Gospel of Luke, which was just read a few moments ago, and it'll serve as the basis for this morning's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, according to our text, he went on to tell the people this parable. A man had planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and he went away for a long, long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants, they beat him, sent him away empty-handed. So he sent another servant. But that one also they beat, and they treated shamefully, and they sent him away empty-handed. Yet he sent a third one. And they wounded him, and they threw him out. And then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I shall send my son whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. I don't know about you, but every person has them. Every child grows up having dreams. Some want to be professional athletes. Some have dreams of being Olympian. Some have dreams of being a fireman, a police officer. Others want to be a lawyer, a nurse, a doctor, or even a pastor. Some may even want to be presidents. Children, they have dreams. But the problem is, is that many of these dreams don't materialize. It's like a song from the 1980s, which says, And now you've given me, given me, nothing but shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Feel like I could run away. Run away. You see, life, it always seems to go differently than what we planned. Our gifts and our abilities, they don't always match up with desires. At some point, the dreams that kids have are shatters. But truth be told, we come to know about that at any age. You see, looking at our text for today, the parable of the vineyard, it ought to remind us that dreams and vision are not always dreams fulfilled. Fortunately, God in His great mercy shatters our dreams and rebuilds them into something worth dreaming. Nevertheless, the parable of the tenants. From the appointed text, we see this morning that the tenants here did not want to give the fruit to its rightful owner. They didn't want to give him what was rightfully his. You see, they had a comfortable agreement. A solid arrangement, as it were. And a secure future provided to them by an owner who set up everything. Of course, the owner 
had a rights. He had a rights to everything. But the tenants of the vineyard, well, they had other plans. They had other dreams, as it were. So the owners, they sent a servant. Then another one. And then another one. And finally he sent his son. But as we see, the tenants responded with disdain. The tenants were dreaming their big dreams. They wanted for themselves the whole inheritance. They dreamed their dreams. They wanted their dreams to become reality. They were even foolish enough to think that killing the son would get it all for them. They hoped that their dreams would ultimately come true. Now you or I, we may not hold a position or privilege that we seek to sustain. But still, we have dreams, don't we? For example, I always dreamed about being a pastor. Later in life, that dream came true. It became a reality. I dreamed the dreams, and then God provided People dream. They dream of having a big house, a white picket fence, a nice car. People dream of having their own business. And when it doesn't work out because of greed or jealousy or pride or any of that sort, their dreams are shattered. Now last week, if you recall, we talked about being reconciled to God and to one another. We talked about doing things His way, not our own way. We talked about the need for a ministry of reconciliation. We talked about being right with God and right with each other. But the truth of the matter is, is that many of us have come to an impasse, seeking not to be reconciled. The problem with all of this is that we still remain in our sin. We still remain in our greed. We still remain jealous. And our pride keeps us separated from God and from one another. So true, isn't it? In our real life, dreams are shattered. In real life, dreams get shattered. There's no way around it. But here's the thing that you and I need to know. With Jesus, with Jesus as our head, our dreams are transformed into something of beauty. And they become much greater than we could ever imagine. You see, it's through Christ's death and resurrection. Our dreams are fulfilled. Our dreams of eternal life and salvation come to fruition. Jesus' death, it seems, couldn't be what he or his father dreamed of when God created the human race. Just as the death of our dreams isn't exactly what we expected or wanted, but in death there is life. 
And through it all, God had a dream for each and for every one of us. That dream was the cross where God's dream came true. From all of eternity and us as Scripture reminds us so well, it must shatter us. When you look at that cross, it must shadow us. Making Christ our cornerstone. You see, the cross gives life. True life. And from that stone, he builds all of us up to be his church. For we are a new creation, as Scripture says. We are being transformed into what God dreamed us to be. And that, my friends, is his children. So it really doesn't matter how bad things get in this world. The car don't start. We don't have enough money to pay the bills. We don't have this, we don't have that. Look, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that in Christ, in Christ, your dreams of eternal life and salvation happen. My dear friends, it's true. God shatters our earthly dreams. And that's a good thing. He transforms them into life and something worth dreaming. Something that lasts forever. So my prayer for you this day is simply this. That we all thank God for sending His Son, Jesus Christ. And may your dreams be dreamt. And know in your heart that God, through Christ, shall answer them. The dream of being His children forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we say, Amen. We'll continue then with our offerings and tithings, and then we'll go to the offertory, which is on page 956.